Welcome to the Glow Podcast with Dr. Lan. Our purpose is to inspire and equip you to live a purposeful and maximized life that makes a glowing difference in your world to God's glory. For more inspiring content from Dr. Land, visit our website at www.pastorland.com and follow at Pastor Land on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Now let's listen in and be inspired. Thank you very much. I usually like to once again uh, just talk about the vision of the City Light Church. Uh, the City Light Church is a church located on the south side of Chicago. Uh, we're planting a north side campus very soon, and we have been raised up by God to help people find, the, find true meaning for their lives, find their purpose, live the meaningful life that God has called us to live. And that meaningful life comes with knowing God, coming to know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and developing a relationship with Him, getting into empowering relationships that can support you as you fulfill your purpose, finding freedom from your past, discovering the reason why you are here on the earth, and then being assisted in making a difference using your own unique purpose. So we are here to help you find your passion. We're here to help you find your people. We're here to help you find your place and to find your purpose. So that's what we do at the City Light Church, and we do it through our Sunday services. We do it through our small groups, and the small groups are still ongoing. We have many small groups going on right now, virtually, on various topics. So contact us if you want to get some more information about our small groups and how you can be a part of it. I guarantee you that you will be you will be blessed. So uh, thank you for joining us. Um, you know, at City Light Church, we usually go by themes. We go by an annual theme and a monthly theme. And I want to quickly talk about that again today. Our theme for this year, 2020, is it's a God show. It's a God show. God told us in John chapter 20, verse 20, uh, that we will see him and we will be overjoyed. I said Jesus Christ, you know, when he showed the disciple his end, and his sight, they were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. So at the beginning of this year, God told us that we're going to see his hand. We're going to see his sight. We're going to see him moving. We're going to see him. And as we see him moving in our lives, there will be so much joy in our lives. He said it's going to be his show. And it's going to be, we are going to be his show. And believe me, you know, despite all the things happening in the world right now, it's still a God show. In the midst of what is going on, God is manifesting himself. God is showing himself. I'm excited at the testimonials that people send in. I'm excited at, you know, what I'm seeing and what I'm hearing and what God is doing as he's drawing people to himself in prayer and he's manifesting himself in our lives and even touching the heart of government to be benevolent towards the people. You know, just, just so many things that are going on right now. So we just want to give, you, give God praise for that. Now, for the month of April, our theme is showdown, showdown, showdown. You know, according to the dictionary, a showdown is an event, a confrontation that forces an issue to a conclusion. So it's a confrontation that forces an issue to a conclusion. So, you know, we're studying the showdown that took place between Christ and the forces of evil on the cross of Calvary. So we're looking at what that means to us now. We're looking at what 
Jesus settled with finality on the cross for us. We're looking at Jesus, our victor. We're looking at Jesus, our captain. We're looking at his person. We're looking at what his victory means to us. We're looking at the person of Christ and who he is to us. That's what we are studying. Last week, we talked about the seven hours of the resurrection. Uh, please listen to that message. It's on our page um, if you have not listened to it because I'm going to be continuing uh, the message today. Today, um, we're continuing the, our study in the book of Colossians. The book of Colossians. And I just want to do a quick review of what the book of Colossians is. But first of all, the title of my message today is Christ is more than enough. Christ is more than enough. I mean, I just, you know, love saying that. I'm just excited at saying that Christ is more than enough. Christ is more than enough than all your, all your needs. Christ is more than enough for all your needs. Christ is more than enough for whatever is going on in this world right now. Christ is more than enough for any situation in our lives. Christ is more than enough for us to learn, for us to, to study, for us to know, for us to enjoy, for us to live our life fully to the maximum. Christ is more than enough. So we don't need anything outside of Christ. Like somebody said, it is said, anything outside of Christ will lead you into crisis. So Christ is more than enough for us in every situation. And I'm going to be talking about that today. It's going to be a powerful time. I'm going to be reading a whole bunch of scripture today. Uh, so, you know, you will need to either write them down or go back and revisit this message on the podcast or on our pages and just take some time this week to meditate on this passage, these passages that I'm going to be reading today. But the main thing I want to communicate to you is that Christ is more than enough for you. Christ is more than enough for you now. No matter what you are going through right now, no matter what you need right now, Christ is more than enough. Christ is your answer. Christ is the answer for the world. Christ is the answer for your family. Christ is the answer for you. Christ is the answer to depression. Christ is the answer to uh, your, your, your feeling of, of not being worthy, uh, your, your, you know, your you know, downtime. Christ is the answer to your health. Christ is the answer to your provision. Christ is the answer to everything. Christ is more than enough. Is everything. Christ is everything. Christ is all that we need. So, you know, so if I were a non-believer, like I was a non-believer and I came to meet you and you were trying to share the gospel of Jesus with me. Let's say you were the believer and you were trying to share the gospel with me and you were trying to present Christianity to me. And then I asked you, what does Christianity offer me? How will you answer? Let me tell you some of the answers that people will give. People might say, oh, if you come to Christ, you will have eternal life. Oh, I mean, you will not go to hell, you will go to heaven. Oh, if you come to Christ, Christ will heal you of your diseases. Some people might say, you come to Christ and it will give you purpose. Or somebody might say, if you come to Christ, it will give you prosperity. Christ will meet all your needs. Somebody might say, oh, if you come to Christ, you will have peace of mind. If you come to Christ, you will be free from sin. If you come to Christ, you will have joy. So, now, everything that I just mentioned is true. These are all the things that when we come to Christ, we have. 
But the question I'm asking is this, as a non-believer, what is the central thing that Christianity offers me? What's the real thing? What's, you know, simplify it for me. What does Christianity offer me? What does Christianity offer me? And I want to show you today the central, unique selling proposition of Christianity. If we're going to use business terms, the unique selling proposition of Christianity. In other words, what is the central thing? What is the main thing that Christianity offers that is different from any other thing, religion, philosophy, whatever it is that you know, we are offered in this world? What is it about Christianity that makes it different that, you know, from everything? What is the central thing that Christianity offers us? Now, I'm going to just go through some scriptures right now. But let me just give you this thing. The central thing that Christianity offers us is Christ. It's Christ. Because in Christ, we have everything. Christianity offers us Christ. In not having Christ, we have nothing. In having Christ, we have everything. So, he offers us Christ. Christ is like the, con- the container of everything that we will ever need in life. You know, I remember, you know, um, I think back when I was in Africa then, we would go into some buses then, public transportation, and then there used to be people that would advertise medicine there. And then they would advertise a particular, they would bring out a particular medicine or, you know, drug or whatever, and they would say, this one can cure this, this one can, I mean, this particular uh, drug can cure this one, can cure this one, can cure this one, can cure this one, can cure this one. It's like the, the drug is one that can, that can cure everything. That is the answer to everything. Of course, you, everybody knows that there's no drug that can do that. That's just a salesman trying to just, um, you know, deceive people, or just overhype a particular thing. But if I were to, you know, to talk about Christ, in a sense, I would like to use that example. This, Christ is actually the cure-all. Christ is the cure-all. Christ is God's total answer to every question of humanity, to every pain of humanity, to everything that we need in life. Christ is the one thing that we need, the one person that we need. Amen for everything that uh, we desire in this life and that God has planned for us in this life. And I'm going to show you specific scripture. But let's just do some things in this preamble and introduction. So, for example, in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 30, Paul says, It is because of him that you are in Christ Jesus. So, Christ Jesus. So, because of him, you are in Christ Jesus, who has become for us, Wisdom from God, that is our righteousness, our holiness, and our redemption. This verse is telling us that Christ, we received Christ, we came into Christ, and Christ became, Christ became the cure all. He became for us wisdom. So the wisdom that we need is in Christ. It became for us righteousness. Our standing that we need with God is Christ Jesus. It became for us holiness. Somebody says, I'm struggling. I'm really struggling with my character. I'm really struggling to live a life of victory. And that's your answer right there. Christ is your holiness. In Christ is where the answer 
to holiness is not in your own strength and your own abilities and your own struggles. Redemption, our purchase, we talked about that last week, is in Christ. Christ is everything to us. Christ is more than enough. Let's look at Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3. Ephesians 1 3 says, Praise be to the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every, every, every. Do you know what every means? Every means every. It means all. With every spiritual blessings. But these spiritual blessings, where are they located? In Christ. Christ is more than enough. Christ is all you need. All the blessings in spiritual form. The blessing of life, the blessing of purpose, the blessing of fulfillment, the blessing of salvation, the blessing of healing, the blessing of prosperity. All these blessings, they are in Christ. Blessing is a blessing. It's an empowerment that produces blessings, that produces everything. It says it's in Christ. Everything is in Christ. Christ is more than enough. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 2, Paul was so focused. He said when he got to the Corinthians, because I love Paul, Paul always wanted to major on the major and minor on the minor. Paul said, there were so many things I could focus on, but in 1 Corinthians 2, 2, he said, I resolved to know nothing while I was with you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. I, I resolved to know nothing else. Listen, let me tell you something. If you add no other knowledge, if you add no other knowledge, and the only knowledge you are developing that you have, that you focus on, is Jesus Christ, what he has done, who you are. If you don't know the Bible, you might not know all the typologies and all the, you know, the things in the Old Testament, all the theological stuff. But if you know Christ, and you know who Christ is, you know, you know everything that you need to know to live a victorious life in this, in this world. Christ. That's why I tell people who are new believers, make your focus the focus of Christ. And if you are even a believer, you've been a believer for a long time, the whole Bible is about Christ. Jesus said it when he was on the road to Hermas. He said, he talked to those people when he was working with them. He said, the gospel, the law, every one of them, they were talking about him. They were talking about him. Everything was talking about Christ. Or oh, the entire Bible is talking about Christ. Christ is is there is to be our focus. Christ is to be our focus. And Paul said it this way. He said it that way. He said, I focus on anything except, I focus on nothing else except Jesus Christ. That was my focus. You know. And then, in Philippians chapter 1, verse 21, Paul makes another statement. There he said, for to me to live is Christ. And to die is Christ. You know, that was my entire life. Paul said, my entire life is about Christ. My entire life is Christ. My entire life is Christ. In Philippians chapter 3, verse 8, Paul says, every other thing is dung, is manure, is poop, compared to the knowledge of Christ. He said, what is more? I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them garbage, dung, poop, that I may gain Christ. Paul says, my pursuit, my biggest pursuit, my foremost pursuit, my focus is Christ. 
is Christ. Because I know when I have Christ, I have everything. So every other thing fits in comparison to Christ. Every other thing in my life is like dung. It's like poop. Every other pursuit is like poop. My main pursuit, my main focus is Christ. Because Christ is everything. You know, uh, 2 Corinthians, you know, chapter 11, verse 3. You know, that's not in my outline, but 2 Corinthians 11, verse 3. You know, Paul was saying something about how simple Christianity is. And that, you know, this is the, it was, this is the central proposition of Christianity. He said, for, but I fear that somehow you're pure and undivided. Look at that word, pure and undivided. Sometimes we have let so many things divide our attention, divide our devotion, divide our focus. He said, your pure and undivided devotion to Christ will be corrupted. He said, I was afraid that it would be corrupted. Just as Eve was deceived by the cunning ways of the serpent. I go to verse 4. It says, oh no, go, 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 back, go, back, go back to verse 3. Go back to verse 3. It says, just as Eve was deceived by the cunning way of the serpent. You know, I love the translation. I think the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the, the KJV or the NKJV that says that just like you know, Eve was deceived that your mind should be corrupted. I love that. Yes, from the simplicity. That's where I was going. The simplicity that is in Christ. There is a simplicity. Christianity is very simple. If it has become complicated for you, it's because you have added something else to it. Christianity is simple. Christianity is simple. Christianity is about Christ. Christ is the offer of Christianity. I think I have that in my note, you know, for people to see. Christ is the offer of Christianity. Christianity is about knowing and having Christ. A Christian is someone for whom to live is only about Christ. We have no other life but Christ. The Colossians, you know, for example, the Colossians that we're going to be studying today, they have been told that there were so many other things. There were so many other things that they needed to live for, that they needed to focus on. And Paul was trying to restore them back. To restore them back to the simplicity that is in Christ. Christ is all that we need. Christ, please repeat that after me. Say, Christ is everything. Christ is our focus. Christ is all in all. Christ is all that we need. All our answers are in Christ. Solutions are in Christ. Our devotion is in Christ. Our passion is Christ. Our message is Christ. And I'm going to show you these things, right? I'm going to run through it as Paul reveals it to us in the book of Colossians. But let me quickly review the book of Colossians again. I said it during my first message that I titled Tune into Christ in the month of April. Uh, but I want to quickly review what I said about the context of the book of Colossians. So, so the book, the, the church in Colossae was started by Epaphras, one of the disciples of Paul. And then they started very well in Christ. And then after a while, some people started coming to them, telling them and preaching the message that what they received in Christ is not enough. That they needed to add something to it. They needed something more. That they needed to add some other things for them to be able to succeed. Is that not the message that we're hearing right now? Jesus is not enough. And look at some of these examples of the things that the people were telling them that they needed to add to it, that Paul addressed in Colossians chapter 2. Some of them are very relevant right now in our lives right now. And some of you that are watching me, 
You are going through that right now. Either in your mind, the devil will bandy you with your mind at your insufficiency, at, you know, that you are just not enough. You just, you just need to do something else. You just need to please God. You just need to, to deal with your issues. You just need, you know, you just feel that you are not enough. You need to do something more so that God can accept you, so that you can live the Christian life. You know, exactly the same thing that, you know, we're telling the Colossians. Look at uh, the, the, the first one, um, you know, is philosophy and human wisdom. You know, Colossians chapter 2, verse 8, Paul said, Don't let anyone capture you with empty philosophies and high-sounding nonsense that comes from human thinking and from the spiritual powers of this world rather than from Christ. So he says, you know, the Colossians were being captured by empty philosophies, high-sounding nonsense, human wisdom, human wisdom. You know, people will, tell, people will tell you that, you know what, you are, you are not okay if you are just preaching Christ or talking about Christ. They will tell you, you are, not, you are not philosophically sound. You know, I've met some people that are so philosophically good, they'll be talking about the arguments of philosophy, the arguments of, you know, Socrates and, you know, and Plato and, you know, all the reasonings and, you know, you know get into all that. Sometimes those things, you know, they are exciting. You get into them if you want to stimulate your mind and all that. And even if you want to be, you know, you want to apply just to use them, you know, in teaching about Christ. But you need to know that those things are not superior to Christ. The people who are actually versed in the word of Christ, in the knowledge of Christ, are more superior in their thinking than those who are lost in human philosophies. So maybe what you are going through right now is some of your friends are telling you, you are just too stupid, you are one of those fanatics, you go to church, you say you believe the Bible, and they start telling you the Bible is not real, this, you know, this thing and this and that and that. They bring you know, some scientific things that, you know, that they're not even sure about, and they're trying to corrupt the simplicity of your faith. I'm here to tell you that you don't have to yield to that. That's what Paul was saying. They were going through exactly the same thing in the, in the, church, of, uh, in the church in Colossae. They were, people were telling them, you got to get this human wisdom. you got to add this to it so that you can be sophisticated. You don't need any other sophistication than your sophistication in Christ. Christ is more than enough. Christ is sufficient. You don't need something more. Christ is more than enough for you. The second thing is legalism. You know, we, we go through that. Something tells you that, you know what, this thing that, you know, I'm hearing about Christ is not enough. Maybe I need to, to change the way I dress. Maybe I need to change the way I do my hair. Maybe I need to change, you know, the way, you know, the way I, I, you know, I do stuff. I need to do this, you know, ceremony. I need to do that. I need to do this. But the, the Colossians were being told the same thing, that you need to do all this kind of ceremony so that you can be enough, so that you can be enough. You know, church services are good. Tithing is good, giving is good, fellowship is good, all these things are good, but they are not good when they are your master. They are good when they are your servant. They are good when you use them in the service of Christ not to be able to be enough. You are already enough. You are already enough. Those things are outshoot of your relationship. They are not the things that you do primarily to get into relationship with God. They are the things that we do as a result of our relationship with God. That is not the basis of your relationship with God. Christ is the basis of our relationship with God. Legalism. Is not Christ. Legalism is not going to add to you. Legalism is going to diminish you. Christ doesn't need any addition. Christ is more than enough for you. Rituals. 
You know, this day and that day, look at what, look at what, Paul, what Paul said in Colossians chapter 2, from verse 16 to 18. He said, don't let anyone condemn you for what you eat or drink. For not celebrating certain holy days or new moons, ceremonies or Sabbaths. For these rules are only shadows of the reality yet to come. And Christ himself is that reality. Don't let anyone condemn you by insisting on pious self-denial, and I'm going to get to that, or the worship of angels, saying they had visions about these things. Their sinful minds have made them proud. He said, don't, don't keep your focus on this stuff. Don't, don't make those things your focus. Don't let anybody condemn you because of that, because those things are shadows. I don't want my wife to fall in love with my shadow. I want my wife to fall in love with me, the real me. I don't want to fall in love with my wife's shadow. I want to fall in love with, real, with the real R. Well, so that's what, what we're saying. That these things are shadows. They're not the real thing. Christ is the real thing. Christ is the main thing. Christ is the main thing. Repeat that. Christ is the main thing. Christ is the main thing. Christ is the focus of my relationship. Christ is more than enough. I don't need any other addition. Christ is more than enough. So, you know, mysticism is another thing. You talked about the worship of angels. You know, they tell you right now, it's not enough. You need to get, you know, the new age movement that focuses on you and who, you know, what you can do and all that. You know, sometimes they use, you know, things in the Bible, principles of the Bible, but they leave out the fundamental thing, which is Christ, which is Christ. It's not about you, it's Christ. And Christ is the one that is in you. Christ in you is the hope of glory, as we're going to see. It's about Christ. It's about Christ. It's not about visions. It's not about revelations. It's not about all those things. You know, some of those things can happen to us, but Christ should be our focus. Christ should be our pursuit. Mysticism, externalism, ceremonies, ascetism. Ascetism is, you know, maybe if I deny myself. Maybe if I become a monk, maybe if I become a mom, a nun, maybe if I go into the monastery, maybe if I leave, uh, you know, I leave everything and I just go and I just, you know, separate myself from the entire world. Maybe if I don't touch this anymore, maybe if I don't eat this anymore, maybe if I don't do that anymore. Sometimes some of those things, according to Paul, some of those things, you know, look at it, Second uh, uh, Colossians 2, 20 to 22. You know, some of those things have some, you know, they look like, uh, you know. They, they, like they, they have some good, but they're just human teaching. He said, why do you keep on following the rules of the world, such as don't handle, don't touch, don't taste? Such rules are mere human teachings about things that deteriorate as we use them. They deteriorate as we use them. He continues on to say, you know, that these things actually, they have a measure of kind of wisdom, but they are useless. They are very useless when it comes to, you know, uh, def the, uh, defeating self-indulgence. So Paul was warning them that you don't need any addition to Christ. And I want to say that again before I move on and I start talking about what Christ is in the final part of my message. I want you to know today that you don't need any addition. Christ is more than enough for you. You don't need any addition. You don't need a new age. You don't need any other thing. You don't need, you know, you don't need all, this, all these things that people are bringing to you. You've got to do this. You've got to do that. Some of those things can help you in certain areas, but that's not the centrality of what Christianity is. That's not the centrality of what God brought. The centrality is your focus on Christ. It's your knowledge of Christ. It's your work with Christ. It's what Christ has done. It's who Christ is in you. Who Christ is for you. Who Christ is. That's what it's all about. Amen. So Paul used the entire book of Colossians, of, the, of Colossians to talk to the Colossians, to tell them about the sufficiency of Christ. And while I was studying it, 
I was able to isolate 15 things. I might not be able to cover those 15 things. I'm going to go, like I told you, I'm going to go through them very fast so that you can use this message as a meditation point. But all I'm saying, listen, this is my central message. If you don't get every other thing, Christ is more than enough for you. So Paul isolated 15 things. And he gave us 15 clear declarations of who Christ is. So let's quickly do it right now. The first one is Christ is God revealed. Christ is God revealed. I'll give you the scripture and I'll give you a small, a short explanation and, you know, and move and, you know, maybe I'll have some application. Okay, so let's read the scripture for that. Colossians chapter 1, 15, you know, the first part of verse 15. It said, he is the image of the invisible God. He is the image of the invisible God. So, so Christ is God revealed. The word image there is icon. You know, he is the revelation, the revelation of the God who is invisible. Many people say, oh yeah, I love God. I love God. I serve God. You go all around the world. Everybody will say, oh yeah, I love God. I mean, God is good or whatever. You know, some people say there's no God. But most people will say, yeah, I believe in God. But what about Christ? You know, they become confused. Paul is telling us in this place that God is invisible. We have not seen God. We have not, you know, we, we, we can't see him. He's invisible. But God decided to make himself visible. He wanted to make his heart visible. He wanted to make his compassion visible. He wanted to make his love visible. He wanted to make his act visible. He wanted to make a representation of himself, an icon of himself. So, someone that will show us who God is, how God is, and Christ was that revelation of God. That's why anything outside of Christ is outside of God. Anything outside of Christ leads you to crisis. Every Christ is perfect theology. When you are interpreting the Bible, interpret the Bible based on Christ, with the eye of Christ. Old Testament, New Testament, Psalms, everywhere, the law interpreted with the eye of Christ. It is all about Christ. It's all about him. He is the image of the invisible God. The word, the word became flesh, according to John chapter 1, and dwelt amongst us, and we beheld his glory as of the glory of the only begotten Son of God, full of grace and truth. Christ came into the neighborhood to show us who Christ is. So when you read the Gospels, you will see, you will see God in operation. You see God's will, God's desires in operation, God's modus operandi, how God does stuff. That's what Christ came to reveal to us. Hallelujah. Christ is God. Christ is not just a human. He's human. He became human, but he's God. He's God revealed to us. Number two, Christ predates everything. Christ predates everything. In Colossians chapter 1, verse 15, the second part, it says, He existed before anything was created. He existed before anything was created. Jesus did not start existing as a baby in a manger. Jesus Christ existed before anything was created. He came into this world as a baby in a manger. Christ predates everything. This is talking about the supremacy of Christ, the superiority of Christ, because he came first. He came first. And as you will see, let's go to the next one. As you will see, Christ is the creator of everything. Christ is the creator of everything. He existed before everything, 
And then he created everything. Let's read this passage because there's something very powerful in there for you. He says, for through him, God created everything in the heavenly realms and on earth. He made the things we can see and the things we can't see. So, guys, there are some things you can't see that God made. There are things we can see. Such as thrones, kingdoms, rulers, and authorities in the unseen world. Everything, listen to this, everything was created through him and for him. So, the, the agent that God used in Genesis chapter 1 to create everything, to create you, the agent, the Bible tells us, is Christ, the Word, the living Word, is what created you. And listen, it said you were created for him. I want you to know this is your purpose. You were created for him. So you find your purpose in Christ. You were created for him. There's a reason why he made you. He knows everything about you. He created you perfect. He created you good. And he gave you a purpose. You are his workmanship. You were created in Christ Jesus for good works. In Ephesians 2.10, you are, you are created for good works that God has created that you walk in before you came into this world. I want you to know that your life is not an accident. Your life is not an accident. What is going on in your life is not an accident. Your life is in a pattern. Your life has a purpose. Your life has an end. There's a direction that your life is moving towards. All your experiences, everything that's happened to you is leading you towards a particular place. And that place is towards the purpose of Christ. Accept that. Receive Christ. Just talk. Just Focus on Jesus Christ and Christ himself who gave you that purpose. The beginning, the ending, the first and the last will get you to the end. He's the author and the finisher of your faith. He's going to get you to the end when you focus on him. If you don't know what to do today, focus on Jesus Christ and he will get you to, to the end of your divine purpose. You cannot fail by walking, by walking with Christ. You cannot fail by focusing on Christ because he will lead you in the direction that he needs you to go because you were created by him and you were created for him. Number, number, number four. He says, Christ holds everything together. Christ holds everything together. I'm excited you know, to, 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 to proclaim this to you. Colossians 1.17. He said he existed before... Sorry, uh, one seven, yes. He existed before everything else and he holds all creation together. I want you to know, guys, sometimes, you know, we're in a season where there's some uncertainty, people are wondering, and we hear a lot of things, an asteroid is going to come and blast us out of, you know, existence. Uh, this is going to happen. The global warming is going to get us all out, and all kinds of things are going to happen. Now, I'm not, you know, you know disputing anything, but I'm just trying to let you know that the universe, the world, the earth, everything is being held together by Christ. It was Christ that put it together. And he's still holding it together. God is holding your life together. God is holding your finances together. God is holding your body together. Maybe you are sick right now. I want you to believe that. My body is being held together. My immune system has been, has been held together. My body is being held together. Say that to yourself. My body is being held together. My family is being held together. My finances are being held together. My world is being held together. My ministry is being held together. My purpose is being held together. My work is being held together. My career is being held together. My future is being held together. Everything is being held together by Christ. My world. I love that song that people have been singing. He's got the whole world in his hand. He's got the whole world in his hand. Everything is in his hand. He's holding everything together and he's working in history. Everything is going somewhere and everything is going towards reconciliation fully with Christ. Everything is going towards his purpose. None of it is going astray. God is at work in our world right now. God is at work in your life right now. He's holding your life together. He's holding your life together. The next one, Christ is the head 
of the church. Christ is the head of the church. Colossians 1.18, it says, Christ is also the head of the church, which is his body. Guys, I want to just say this. I'm so proud. I'm so excited. No pride in a great way in God. I'm so excited to say I belong to the body of Christ. I want you to know if you're a believer here, if you're a Christian here, you belong to a body. You belong to a universal body who has a head, who cannot fail, who has a head, who is good in management, who has a head, who is good in rulership, who is good in leadership. Sometimes people think that they're, you know, they're serving a human being. They think that pastors are the head of the church. They think that they are serving pastors or they think that they are serving, you know, just human beings. I want you to know that the person who is directing the course of the affairs of the church is Christ himself. He's seated at the right hand of God and he's directing the affairs of the church. He knows the churches that need to be planted. He knows the people it's like a, it's a master chess player that moves people, moves things around and puts people in the right places and I'm here to announce to you that that same God has a plan for you, there's a place for you in his body, you are significant in his body and he's moving you to the right place, he's putting you in the right position so that you can fulfill his purpose he's the head of the body, he's the director of the body, he's the visionary of the body, he's the mover of the body he's in charge of the church and the church is not going down, the church the church of Jesus Christ is an army that will not be defeated. The gates of hell shall not prevail against the church in the name of Jesus. That's what the word of God says. I want you to believe it. You are part of a living organism that touches the hands of the earth, full of people from all races, all status, from different areas, and we are all one in Christ. I am excited to be part of the body of Christ and to have a place in the body of Christ. Say that to yourself. I'm excited to be part of the body of Christ and to have a place in Christ. Hallelujah. The next one, Christ is first in everything. You know, I've talked a little bit about that. You know, he said, it's the beginning, is the beginning. Supreme over all who rise from the dead. So he's first in everything. First means the one that comes in the sequence. I want you to know that the, 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 the great nations, the great leaders of this world, none of them can compare to Christ. He's the king of kings, the lord of all, the lord of lords. Is much higher. He's seated in the heavenly places. He's far above anything. No matter what law, no matter whatever is going on, whatever anybody is saying about you right now, you have a king and a God who is higher, who is higher, who is preferred, who is above, is higher than angels, is higher than anything. You know, sometimes when you want to make a change, just a good example, you want to make a change in the nation, if you go to the, to the president and then you know, maybe you're trying to change something in the bureaucracy and nobody's listening to you. If you have access to the president, you tell the president and the president hears you, the president can change it right from the top and tell everybody it's time for you to, you know, to, you know, to, you know, to change. And then that becomes, you know, reality. So you go to the highest authority sometimes when you want to make a change. I'm here to tell you that you actually belong to the highest authority and the highest authority belongs to you. You can go to the highest authority. That's the power of prayer. You can go to the highest authority. You can tell him this is what is going on right now and everything is underneath him. Is God who is most high and he will, he will begin to influence everything that is underneath him. He has authority. He has everything. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given unto him. When he speaks everything has to align. Everything has to align. He has a name that is above every name, every title, every name has to bow to his name. He's the head of the church. He's supreme and above everything. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The next one is Christ is God's fullness. Christ is God's fullness. In other words, everything that God has to offer us is in Christ. He said for in, his, in all his fullness, he was pleased to live in Christ. God in all his fullness was pleased to live in Christ. 
So the fullness of God is in Christ. You can experience the, the whole of God in Christ. So in your relationship with Christ, everything that God has to offer us is yours. Now let's go to uh, the next one. Christ is our reconciler. I told you you are going to have to meditate on these things because I just want to you know, deliver them to you. Christ is our reconciler. They are all in the book of Colossians. Christ is our reconciler. He said, and through him, God reconciled everything to himself. He made peace with everything in heaven and on earth by means of Christ's blood on the cross. You know, I'm so excited about this that I don't need any other reconciler. I cannot reconcile myself to God. No human being can reconcile me to God. I don't need another go-between. God, I don't need a, you know, I, I'm not God's grandchild. God is my father. God is my friend right now. I don't need any other go-between but Christ. I don't need any other thing to be reconciled to God. I've been reconciled to God. I've been united with God. I've been made a friend of God. Christ is all that I need to be my reconciler. And he's there at the right hand of God as my reconciler right now. I stay reconciled to God. My life is in alignment with God. My focus is in alignment with God. My feelings are in alignment with God. My life is in alignment with God's purpose. Say that about yourself constantly because that is the reality. The next one. This is one of the most powerful ones. Christ lives in you. Christ lives in you. See, this fullness of God that was talking about, this Christ that I've been talking about, Paul says in Colossians chapter, in chapter, chapter 1 verse 27 that, listen, there is a mystery, there's a secret that God has kept hidden, you know, throughout all the ages. But now that secret has been made manifest. And look at what that secret is. He said, God wanted them to know the riches of the glory of Christ for you, Gentiles, those who did not know God, too. That the, and this is the secret. You know, they talk about the book, The Secret, The Secret. But listen, this is the secret. Christ in you. Christ in you. The hope of glory. Christ in you gives you the assurance of sharing in his glory. So listen, Christ that we're talking about lives in you now. He lives in you, and now you have the assurance of enjoying the fullness of God, enjoying your purpose, enjoying all the things that he has provided. You are qualified. You have Christ right now. You are able to enjoy. Like I preached last week, you are qualified to enjoy. There's no disqualification anymore. Your disqualifications are your qualification. Christ has become your qualification. You can now enjoy the glory of God. I want you to tell yourself, point at yourself, and say, I am the carrier of Christ. I carry Christ within me. I carry the person of Christ, the power of Christ. I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not high. But Christ lives in me. And the life I live now, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Galatians 2.20. Now I'm a carrier of Christ. Everywhere I go, Christ is manifest. The Supreme One is manifest. The Supreme One lives in me, lives inside me. I'm the temple of the Holy Spirit. I have Christ in me. Christ in me is the hope of glory. Christ is more than enough. The next one, and I'm, 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 I'm about, I'm rounding up. I, I think I have, you know, just a few more. Christ is our message and our empowerment. Christ is our message and our empowerment. Paul said, so we tell others about Christ. We tell others about Christ. Warning everyone and teaching everyone with all the wisdom God has given us. We want to present them to God, perfect in their relationship to Christ. That's why I work and I struggle so hard, depending on Christ's power. 
that works within me. Paul says, listen, this is our message. Our message is Christ. And this is what is going to perfect believers. Listen, if you want to be a, a mature believer, focus on the message of Christ. Preach the message of Christ. Talk about Christ. Tell people that he's everything. Tell people that he's supreme. Focus on him. And, and talk about him. That is our message. It's our empowerment also. Because he lives in us, he empowers us to deliver the message. As I'm delivering this message to you, it is Christ empowering me to deliver this message to you. Christ is your empowerment. Christ is your empowerment. Christ is our message. The next one. Christ is God's plans. Christ is God's plan. I mean, Christ is God's plan. Let's read it. It says in Colossians 2.2, I want them to have complete confidence that they understand God's mysterious plan, which is Christ himself. In him lie hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. This is amazing. Just listen. God decided, you know what? I'm going to restore the people back to myself, and I'm going to give them everything. How am I going to do it? Hmm. I'm going to create a plan, a secret plan. And the secret plan is this. I am going to send Christ, and they are going to come to know Christ, and I'm going to put Christ in them. And in Christ, every wisdom, every treasure, everything that they need for life and godliness, everything that they need for their purpose to succeed, I'm going to put that in Christ. So Christ is God's plans. Christ is God's plans for you. As you focus on Christ, as you learn about Christ, as you talk about Christ, as you think about Christ, as you go after him, you will see the plans delivered to you, the treasures of wisdom, the specific wisdom for your life, the treasures of life will be delivered to you. The next one, Christ is our completeness. Christ is our completeness. I have three more after this. Christ is our completeness. He said, for in Christ lives all the fullness of God in a human body. So you are also complete through your union with Christ. Who is the head over every ruler and authority? You are complete. Man, you are complete. Don't let anybody tell you you need something else. You are complete in Christ. Just find out what what you already have in Christ. You are complete. You are enough. You are flawless. You are beautiful. You are more than enough. Christ is more than enough for you. You are complete. He's the fullness of God. You are complete. He's in you. You are okay. You are fine. You are righteous. You are okay. You are complete. You are complete. You don't need anybody to complete you. You don't need anything else to complete you. Christ is what completes you. Your completeness is in Christ. Number 13, Christ is the reality. Oh, man. A lot of us, we grasp, we grasp the shadows. Sometimes we make, you know, things that are good, you know, we, we focus on them, but they are just shadows. Worship is great, but worship is not the thing. It's all about him. You know, I love that song, you know. I, you know I, I'm turning back to the heart of worship. It's all about him. It's not the song. It is not any one of those things. Reading the Bible is not it. It is the, the, what is in the Bible. Uh, going to church, doing all these things, that's not it. Those things are shadows. Paul said, don't let anyone condemn you for what you eat or drink, for not celebrating certain holy days or new moon or Sabbath. These rules are only shadows of the reality to come. And Christ himself is the reality. Please show the scripture. Christ himself is the reality. Christ himself is the reality. Say that after me. Christ is the reality. Christ is the real thing. Christ is the real thing. If you, if you get Christ, if you walk with Christ, you have, the, you have a real life. You have the real thing. So you don't have to worry about the shadows. Number 14, and one more after this. Christ is our higher focus. So I'm concluding this message by saying, what you need to do is to focus on Christ. Turn your focus from every other thing and just focus on Christ. And we begin to see our growth in him and the manifestations of these things 
you know, in Christ. You could play something for me. You know, Christ is our higher focus in Christ. I mean, our higher focus. It says, since you have been raised, the scripture that says, since you have been raised to new life with Christ, set your sight on the realities of heaven. My friends, this week, set your sight on realities. The realities of heaven. Not on things on the earth. Set your sight on the realities of heaven where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. In other words, shift your focus to Christ. Start imagining. Start meditating on who Christ is. On these words that I've given you. Meditate on it throughout the week. Say them. Declare them. This is who Christ is. This is who Christ is for me. Set your focus on realities. The shadows will align. The shadows will begin to align. Your life will begin to align. Focus on Christ. It's your higher focus. Turn to Christ. Finally, verse 15. Christ is our life. Christ is our life. I want to end by telling you that you don't have any other life. Christ it is. He says, for you died to this life. And your real life is hidden with Christ in God. And when Christ, who is your life, is revealed to the whole world, you will share in all his glory. Christ, who is your life? Friends, that's your life. That's my life. That's our life. Let's focus on Christ. Let's get to know more about who is. Let's pursue a relationship with him. Let's delve into him. Paul gives us what we need to do in a conclusion. Uh, in Colossians chapter 3 verse 16. Colossians 3 verse 16. Look at what he says there. He said, this is what you should do. When he was concluding, you know, this, you know, uh, this message, he said, this is what you should do now. Let the word of Christ, this word that I just talked about, dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms, in hymns, in spiritual songs, singing with grace in your heart to the Lord. In other words, turn these things into songs. Turn who Christ is into songs. Turn who Christ is into teachings. Talk to yourself about who Christ is. Talk to your family members about who Christ is. Tell your children about who Christ is. Show them who Christ is. Use everything. Make your life Christ-centered. Make your entire life Christ-centered and Christ-focused. And you will see what will begin to happen in your life. Because he's more than enough for all you need. Your needs are met according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus anyways. As you focus on Christ, I speak over everyone right now. I pray for everybody under the sound of my voice. As you turn your focus on Christ, everything, all the treasures that have been hidden in Christ will begin to manifest in your life, manifest in your family. If there's anything you came into this message with that was troubling you, as you turn your attention to Christ, I declare in the name of Jesus that those things begin to melt away. As Christ becomes your sufficiency, as Christ exercises his supremacy over all, Jesus is Lord over your situation. Right now, every sickness, anybody that is sick that is watching me, Christ heals you right now. Arise, for Christ makes you well. Rise up from your sicknesses. Rise up from the hospital bed. Rise up right now, for Christ has raised you up. If you were down, by depression, brought down by the circumstances of life. I command you to rise up right now. Let your countenance rise up. Let your life 
be rise up right now. Every crippled thing in your life, I command them to rise up now in the name of Jesus Christ. I speak to you right now. Your bank account, your finances, everything, everything, your marriage, your relationship, I speak the peace of God right now. I speak Christ to you right now. Christ is more than enough for you. Receive answers for all your questions. Receive solutions for those problems. Receive direction. Receive purpose. Receive joy. Because Christ is more than enough for you. That is my message to you today. And if you are watching me right now, you have not made Jesus the Lord of your life, I want to call you into Christ. Christ died for sinners. Christ died for everyone. Christ died for you. All you need to do is to accept this message. Who has believed our report? And to whom has the hand of the Lord been revealed? Believe this report that Christ is everything. Accept him and he accepts you. The father accepts you and you become his child. You become his child and you can partake of this thing. You don't need any other qualification. Just as you have, you can come into Christ and you can partake of all that Christ is for us. I'm calling you to do that. Let me just pray for everyone right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for everybody under the sound of my voice. First of all, I pray for those who do not know you that are listening to me. Father, as you are, as you are touching their hearts right now, I pray that they will come to know you. I pray that they will receive you. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that they will make you their Lord and that you become the reality of their lives. They will stop chasing after the shadows. I pray for those who are in you, but they are not aware of who you are, that you are more than enough for all their needs, that you are everything that they need, that in you are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge, that there is adventure inside of you, that there is a life inside of you, that if anybody pursues you, anybody goes after you, you will have the fullness of life because you are the water of life. You are the water that if anybody finds you will never have to test again we never have to go and draw for water again Lord I pray that everyone in you Lord will know you will know your reality will go after you they will enjoy this fulfillment this great treasure that is inside of you that we will turn our attention to the real thing to you and turn our focus away from all the distractions I pray in the name of Jesus that you draw people to yourself that this week you make it a week full of Christ that the word of Christ will fill us will saturate us, we'll sing about him, we'll talk about him, we'll experience him in every aspect of our life. Thank you, Father. Thank you for hearing our prayers. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Thanks for listening to The Globe Podcast. We trust you were blessed and inspired. For more content from Dr. Land, visit our website at www.pastorland.com and follow at Pastor Land on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Keep glowing. See you next time.